I think you'll agree every professional sports team in order to function needs a home, right? I mean, you have the Raptors, the Scotiabank Arena, along with the, uh, what's that hockey team called? Oh, yeah, the Maple Leafs. Um, And the Argos have BMO Field. Blue Jays have Rogers Center. We also have a professional eSports team. Now, after the uh, Fortnite World Cup, I think a lot of people can agree eSports have come into their own, and they're only going to continue to grow in popularity. People make a lot of money off this. People want to see eSports. They sell out venues. And so now our very own professional eSports team called Toronto Defiant have a new home in the city of Toronto. Paul Serena is the vice president, global content and communications at Overactive Media Group, and he joins the show right now. Paulo, welcome to the show. Hey, hi, how are you? Is it Paolo or is it Paulo? Um, it depends. If you're my mom, you've got to call me Paolo. Okay. And if you're not, then it's just Paulo. Okay, well, I can uh, confirm I'm not your mother. <laughs> so, uh, Paulo, welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having us as well. All right, so Toronto Defiant, you guys are a professional team. What do you play? What eSport game? Uh, we play Overwatch. Okay. It's a first-person a first shooter game, um, and right now we are one of 20 teams mm-hmm. that uh, we compete in the Overwatch League. Um, and we play, all, all the teams are actually housed and compete in L.A., and that is the, this is the last time that that's happening, uh, beginning next season. Uh, it'll be like traditional sports, home and away. Mm-hmm. We'll host uh, home games here in Toronto. Uh, we announced today that the home venue will be Roy Thompson Hall. And then the rest of the time will be on the road, uh, just like every other uh, traditional sports team. Roy Thompson Hall, it's very swanky. So how do you um, work Roy Thompson Hall into an esports um, stadium, really? Yeah, so um, first of all, it's a, it's a beautiful, intimate venue, and that's exactly why we wanted to go there. It's um, obviously accessible, and it's downtown. Um, and we think that the, um, you know, the, the capacity at about around 2,500 is, is perfect for us. Um, and so there, I mean, you know, there, there have been other um, uh, events that happened there as well, like from TIFF, obviously the Symphony, mm-hmm. uh, Symphony um, events and, and performances, uh, and they had, they had concerts there as well. So it's not, um, you know, it's not a, a venue for just one, um, one type of uh, entertainment. Uh, and we just think that the intimacy of it, of it all, and uh, it's going to be a loud place, and it's going to it's going to be a perfect opportunity for us and our fans uh, to show the home court advantage for uh, for our team. Yeah, it's pretty swank, and you'll be hosting uh, players from all over the world. Give us an idea with the other teams that will be coming to Roy Thompson Hall to play uh, in this esports uh, match. Yeah, so we'll have, um, like I said, we're we're one of twenty teams um, that compete in the league. And so eventually it'll be, it'll be like, um, uh, if you think of like an all-star weekend in Toronto, we'll have two of those next year in April and in August. And the beautiful thing about that venue is that um, for, for our marketing partners and for us as well, we can activate not just in the, on the main stage, but all around it inside the, um, the venue, but also outside. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if, you know, if you look at like TIFF, for example, they've, they've got lots of, um, activations that are happening in and around that, that area. So it's really going to be a festival weekend for us, for teams like Paris and Atlanta and New York and Boston. Um, all, of those, um, all of those teams are going to be coming here as well. So we'll have two home games uh, each weekend. And then in addition to that, um, there will be other games that are going to go on uh, against you know, other teams. Um, so it'll be, I think it's like right now, like four to six games uh, over the two-day weekend. 
When you talk about activations, for a lot of people listening right now, mm-hmm. a lot, it's hard for them to even wrap their head around the fact that esports is actually becoming a real uh, sport to to you know that has a following and fans just like um, your traditional sports. So, what is an activation? Yeah, so um, you know, over the last couple of weeks, we had an we've announced a partnership with Bell and we've announced a partnership with Canon. Those are two of the major partners that we've had. We've got a couple more uh, on the go, and they'll be announced over the next couple of weeks. Um, but you know, if you go to an All Star event or if you go to like a Grey Cup weekend in Toronto, uh, you'll have you know there are partners that are going to be uh, activating around that event. So you so, mean like tailgate parties and things sponsored by people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, it may not be tailgate per se, but it'll be like, you know, a photo booth or uh, posters uh, for kids because uh, it is this is really family friendly mm-hmm. um, uh, at the core. So, you know, we've had a couple of events here in Toronto uh, for some meet and greets, so autograph sessions and everything else. All of that will happen around that weekend. But the a beauty, the beauty of it is when we are po- when we are hosting these in-person meetings uh, for fans, uh, you know, I've had somebody who's three years old all the way up to a grandmother who's brought their, you know, their grandchild. So, and everything in between. So the, the demographics is obviously in the, you know, 15 to 25, 30 year old uh, demo, but um, on the, you know, on the ends of those spectrums um, that th- those individuals are existing as well. Our, our uh, producer of the program, Chris Creston, asked me to ask you if you're worried about getting Dorito dust on the seats of Roy Thompson Hall. Um, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> I, the, the whole credibility of esports is that the biggest hurdle to get to get over. You know, with the average person that just doesn't understand that this is actually a sporting league in its own right. Yeah, you know that's a really good question, and it's often asked. But here's the thing: I um, I worked at the Canadian Olympic Committee for several years. Uh, went to Sochi with our Olympic team. Um, I was the director of communications for the CFL, and then I worked for the Zone. Uh, and who um, had partnerships with the NFL, MLS, WTA. So I understand what sport is. And so I was also hesitant moving into esports. But this, this esports thing is not going to happen. It has already happened. Yeah. The fans around it, the fans around it, the viewership numbers are, are around it. In fact, every other sports league in the world is coming to us and organizations like ourselves in order to get to the people that they want and the demo that they want. So, for example, a couple days ago, we went to um, the Rogers Cup, and we, you know, had some content, and we had a fan meet and greet um, with some of their players. That is exactly what's happening. The traditional sports audience has dwind- has been dwindling, and across the board, it's not just an NFL problem. It's not just an NHL problem. It's view- younger viewers are not interested um, as 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 much as as we used to in watching full three hour events on TV when they've got so many other channels and ways to follow that sport. So that demo is exactly what we have, and that's what traditional sports want. So it's a competition, it's fans, and these are like the best 200 players on the planet on 20 teams. That means, you, you know, you start to kind of like um, uh, cross-reference that with traditional sport. That's exactly what it is. 
Yeah, uh, my nephew, you don't have to convince you me because my nephew right now is making a living from being a, a production team for one of the teams that plays Fortnite. And he travels around with them and he does, you know, go to L.A. a lot. And he was just in New York City for that Fortnite World Cup. And I was trying to wrap my head around what he does. And he's like, well, there's a cameraman and I'm an editor. And then we get, you know, we sh- shoot footage. It's very much like it's it's like what they're doing with professional sports, but then even beyond yeah, for sure. I mean, was, was your nephew the one that won the three million dollars? His, or? I think that his the team that he was with uh, won third place. So okay. they oh, wow. were. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's I mean, incredible. he doesn't play with them, but he's yeah. he's on that team, and you can make a lot. Like there are, the advertising dollars are ridiculous. That are you know the the, the people that are looking to invest in this, you know, as you said, your activations, they people want in on this. Like, we're late to the to the esports party. For sure. And you know what? And that's like a brand sponsorship conversation for sure. But I, what I want to kind of reiterate here is yeah. there are 20 teams in this specific sport called Overwatch. That's teams, one game. That's just one game, right? Yeah. That's not, you know, we're not talking about Fortnite. We're not talking about Call of Duty. We're talking about one. And this is our, this is our team in this one sport um, that we compete in. There's about, you know, let's say 10, 10, 10 players on each team. 10 times 20, that's 200. There are 200 pro professional players that get paid the big bucks to play this game. There are millions of people around the world that play this game who want to be these players, right? So if you, if you cross-reference that to something like the NBA mm-hmm. or the NHL, that's exactly what happens, right? Like I'm a soccer player, um, you know, born in Portugal. So like I want to be Ronaldo, but I'm not going to be Ronaldo. But there's, these are the elite athletes and players that are – um, excelling at their craft. And that's exactly what we have to remember here. It's not just about the sponsorship dollars that have come uh, on board and the fans and the viewership online yeah. and on, you know, ESPN in the U S and TSN here in Toronto, in, uh, in Canada. Um, it's, it, these are really talented mm. individuals. Well, and what I wanted to bring up was just the fact that it's got a support team and that's what most teams have. They're just built around these other supports. So uh, one of the things I want to bring up with you, I have 30 seconds or less, Mm-hmm. Pa- Paulo, I'd love your thoughts on the, the misconception you'd like to clear up when it comes to esports. Um, so we've got coaches, we've got trainers, we've got um, a cook for our team in uh, in LA. Uh, these guys practice every single day, just like um, regular athletes do. You know, there's um, there's that like ten thousand hours uh, rule. You know, you're, you're yep. only going to get to the best when you kind of do that. These guys are doing the exact same thing. So um, I actually invite people to come out and actually come to uh, to, to watch these uh, these athletes uh, compete next year. And now you have a venue, Roy Thompson Hall. I really That's appreciate right. your time, Paulo. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. It's been very enlightening. Paulo Senra is vice president and global content and communications at Overactive Media Group, and they own the team. It's called Toronto Defiant Overwatch, and it's pro, and it's now got a home, Roy Thompson Hall. It's not just for the symphony anymore. It's for esports, too.